Happy Halloween, everyone! So, this isn't going to be a particularly long episode. It's just a little mini masquerade. But I'm going to take us to a weird place here. So, grab that bowl of candy, get cozy, but maybe not as cozy as the guy I'm about to talk about, and let's get started. George Carl Tanzler, known later in life as just Carl Tanzler, or in some cases, Count Carl von Kosel, was born on February 8th, 1877, in Dresden, Germany. I really wasn't able to find too much information about his parents, but I do know that he had at least one sibling, a sister. He didn't seem to have a particularly extraordinary childhood, except for one minor detail. He claimed to have been visited by a ghost. The ghost was that of his great-great-aunt, a woman named Countess Anna Constantina von Kosel. She gave him a vision of the woman he was destined to be with and revealed to him the face of a beautiful, young, dark-haired woman. His life went on after this, and he would of course meet other women throughout. But none of them seemed to match the description of the woman that had been prophesied to him as a young boy. None of them were the woman he felt was meant for him. When he was a young man, Carl Tanzler traveled frequently, and he happened to be in Australia in 1914 when World War I broke out. Being a German citizen, he wasn't allowed to return home and was forced into an Australian internment camp. He remained a prisoner until the end of the war in 1918. He was then transferred to a prisoner exchange in the Netherlands, after which he was allowed to return home. Sometime around 1920, after he returned to Germany, Tanzler married a woman named Doris Schaefer. Together, they had two daughters, Aisha Tanzler, who was born in 1922, and Clarista Tanzler, born in either 1923 or 1924, depending on the source. She, unfortunately, would pass away in 1934 from diphtheria. Carl Tanzler sailed to Cuba in 1926, and from there he immigrated to the United States, settling in Zephyrillis, Florida, where his sister was residing at the time. His wife and daughter joined him shortly after. Tanzler was a confident man and claimed that he had a vast medical knowledge, which, by most accounts, was a huge exaggeration. In 1927, he left his family behind and took a job as a radiology technician at the Marine Hospital in Key West. On April 22, 1930, a young woman by the name of Maria Elena Malegro de Hoyos was brought to the hospital by her mother, who was growing more and more concerned for the health of her daughter. Maria ended up having a severe case of tuberculosis, and, especially during that time, TB was considered untreatable and was usually fatal. Maria was the daughter of Francisco Hoyos and Aurora Malegro, and she had two sisters. Four years prior to her hospitalization, she was married, but suffered a miscarriage and then was left by her husband shortly after. Maria was a stunning 20-year-old Cuban-American woman who had the same dark hair and beautiful face that was apparently revealed to Carl Tanzler when he was a boy. He fell in love with her immediately. Tanzler, like I said, was an extremely confident man and was convinced he would be able to cure Maria of her illness. 
He was, surprisingly, able to convince not only Maria's family, but his superiors to allow him to conduct his own treatments. During the time he was attempting to treat her, Tansler became increasingly obsessed with Maria. He gave her gifts and was very open about his infatuation towards her. But the feelings of adoration were not mutual. No amount of Tansler's homemade concoctions worked either, and on October 25th, 1931, a year and a half after she went to the hospital for the first time, Maria passed away. Carl Tanzler insisted that he pay for her burial costs, and with the permission of her family, had her embalmed. He went as far as to have an above-ground stone mausoleum built to house her body. Having had the mausoleum built, he retained a copy of the key which he used to make regular visits to Maria's corpse for the next almost two years. I read that Carl Tanzler was injecting her body with formaldehyde during those visits to keep her preserved as much as possible, but I'm not entirely sure how accurate that is. Of course, I wouldn't put it past him either. Naturally, the community took notice of his strangely frequent trips to the grave of Maria. On a night in April 1933, Carl made one last trip to what was supposed to be Maria's final resting place. That night when he returned home, though, he wasn't alone. He had brought back with him the woman he loved, the corpse of Maria herself. Now, obviously, being dead for almost two years at this point, her body wasn't in the best condition and would continue to deteriorate. Carl would use wire to articulate her skeleton. He gave her glass eyes and stuffed her chest cavity with rags to help maintain her shape. He even made a wig out of her salvaged hair. As time went on and her body continued to decay, Carl used a combination of waxed silk fabric and plaster of Paris to replace skin and flesh. He applied disinfectant, formaldehyde, flowers, and perfumes to help mask the smell of decomposition. Tansler clothed Maria's body, put her in his bed, and slept next to her. He was even reportedly seen dancing with her corpse through an open window. In October of 1940, <laughs> a whole seven years later, one of Maria's sisters heard a rumor about Carl Tansler and the body of her deceased sister. She reported it to the police, and upon the discovery of the body found in Tansler's bed, he was arrested and found mentally fit to stand trial for the desecration of a gravesite and removing a body without authorization. However, the statute of limitations had run out and the case was eventually dropped and Carl Tanzler was released. The body of Maria was again given a burial, this time in an undisclosed location so Carl couldn't steal her corpse again. However, his obsession with the beautiful young woman didn't end there. After the court case, he relocated to another area of Florida and lived the rest of his life quietly until his death in July of 1952. At the age of 75 years old, Carl Tanzler was found deceased in his home, along with a life-sized replica of Maria Elena Melegro de Hoyos. There were reports that Tanzler was guilty of necrophilia as well, which seemed to be corroborated during Maria's autopsy. There was a plastic tube inserted into her vaginal cavity that would have allowed for intercourse, but this wasn't brought to light until 32 years later. No such evidence was ever presented at the 1940 hearing. In 
There were also rumors that somehow Tanzler got a hold of her actual corpse again, and that it was really Maria's body that was found in his home after he passed. Or even that he had poisoned her and was responsible for her death rather than her severe case of tuberculosis. But these are speculation at best. So, yeah, that's it. That's the story of Carl Tanzler and his obsession with a woman. An obsession that drove him to steal her corpse and live with her, treating her as if she were still alive for seven years. And as always, thank you for listening. I am your host, Aurora, and this has been The Dark Masquerade. <laughs>